that, there we go. That reminds me of the the debacle of when I couldn't get the uh, audio to not come through the headphones. So like the little yeah. headphone speaker. That still keeps yeah. me up at night. <laughs> uh, I, dude, I'm so nervous to hear about your thoughts because I. It's I. I like the album, of Dylan. Don't worry about it. I know, but how much? <laughs> <laughs> whatever we're gonna take you're such a little girl hey everyone and welcome to off the beaten cliff we are rounding out week four of our summer essential albums with somewhere city by origami angel from 2019 so so let's fucking rage There's so many cool little guitar riffs that I don't honestly know where to like what to put as the intro. So that's probably going to be like the next two days is just me trying to think about what part I want to be the intro. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I don't think there's I mean, just using the beginning of the, the album is good for me. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's a really good intro. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, here we are. Week four. Um, I've had a lot of fun doing these summer albums. I don't know about you. It was kind of refreshing just to hear albums that aren't like spring, fall, winter to do something that is very light. And um, yeah, Somewhere City by Origami Angel, like I said, is what we're doing this week. And Kev, I want to hear your opening thoughts on what, I guess, what you have heard from Origami Angel so far and what you thought this album was going to be. So I, I've listened to Gami Gang, their their most recent album, um, and I really really liked it. It's it's something new and different, which in this kind of genre space, I don't know if that's a term or not. Um, but in this in this kind of genre, scene, it's hard. To yeah, do I mean, yeah, yeah, the scene. It's hard to do something that sounds different now, right? So hearing them, kind of, it's almost like prog punk almost. Their, their newest album and you get a, a lot of that in this album too you can kind of see where they they kind of have two diverging sounds in this album i think um again this is not quite opening thoughts it's more just overall thoughts <laughs> more closing thoughts but um i came in expecting more of like that prog punk and i and it was it was it was refreshing to hear that right from the get so um i didn't have a whole lot of expectations other than what i had already heard and like i said i'd only listened to uh Gami gang the one time um uh, but yeah, I was I was I was I was expecting to like this album quite a bit, so I was I wasn't disappointed. Yeah, I I found this album after I'd listened to Gami Gang, which um, is like their self-proclaimed self-title from 2020, which is like a 20-song double album. And I really wanted to do it for the summer, but I, I feel like part of a summer album is like keeping it light. So 20 songs is kind of kind of heavy for for a summer uh, summer theme. So I, I worked my way backwards and I've been listening to a lot of Origami Angel. I think I talk about them pretty consistently. 
So I felt like to like reset and be able to move on with the summer, I had to at least do one album from them. And Somewhere City is their first debut album. And they have some other uh, EPs and stuff that I thought were really fun. But this album, I think, is so cohesive and exactly what we want in an album. Like in, in terms of construction and like how well thought out the, the song choices are. Like, yeah, I feel like this guy could do a really good album review podcast with us. You know, like everything that we want out of uh, an album construction is here. So I'm, I'm yeah. really to really excited to start talking about it. Yeah, whoever put this excuse me, whoever put this album together, I want them to make me a mixtape because they would be really good at it. <laughs> so, so, and um, the the double my album is the same way. It's it's yeah. got good heaps and flows and um yeah. Let's just let's fucking rage. Wait. Did you say Ebs? You mean Ebs? Ebs and flows. <laughs> Ebs and flows. Yeah, Eben flow. Even flow. <laughs> um yeah, no. Uh yeah. Uh, do you want to just hop right into it then? Let's do it. All right. You go first. All right. Uh, track number one, welcome to dot, dot, dot. Um, we open with what I thought was going to be like some simple intro. Um, it kind of has like the building momentum, but that it kind of crescendos into this big track um, that's going to be a rising theme throughout. Um, finding a home that doesn't make you feel alone. And that's a really cool track to open with to let you know like hey this is going to be an uplifting album and uh i really like the city never lets me down because that's kind of something they do throughout where they kind of shout um to let you know like hey this is going to be the chorus and i love that um and it's not really a theory because it gets proven later on but i really like the idea that uh somewhere city or the city that he's always referring to is just the idea that someplace somewhere you'll be happier and if you're not happy where you're at in this moment, the hope that things can get better is what keeps you going. Yeah, right. I mean, somewhere city is a metaphor more than an actual place. So, uh, home is where the heart is, essentially. If you want to do it that way, I like I like uh, welcome to sun, uh, somewhere city more than that. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I had a lot of the same notes. It's uh, it's got a really cool kind of slow intro, but then it immediately whiplashes you into this huge track. It's it's unpredictable uh and it's a perfect opening for this band specifically and i I knew that because i've listened to their latest album and this is exactly what they do they they pinball you around on every track and uh it's like eight different songs in one which makes me believe that every time you've complained about that in the metal track is just because those tracks are like eight minutes long (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not that you don't it's not that you dislike the pinballing i think you actually really like that like i do it's just you don't like listening to eight minute tracks <laughs> and honestly it took me a really long time to get used to that from origami angel because i don't know you kind of just have to like release that control of like i want mm-hmm. this song to be this if you just mm-hmm. let the song be whatever it is that's and i think that's why they're so cool to me is like they just they take the song where the momentum and where the, the feel is. Yeah, and we, we get what you were talking about right away with album construction where I didn't catch it really until I was listening to it critically. Um, the end of this track, the last things that they say are the title track of the last track. So I was like, oh, does it flip back over and perfectly sync? I don't know. We'll see. Um <laughs> 
we'll see um but even even if you know even if it didn't that's still a really cool touch it's like we we're, we're telling a story here so pay attention so i think i just again just little clever shit like that i talk about it all the time is just really and i you know i i didn't catch it because i wasn't paying attention to album or like track titles until i was taking my notes lesson this morning um so yeah it's just really 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 clever and i love shit like that it, when you come in with intention it's always going to be a better product so definitely um, and, and there's a lot of times that albums like track names especially in emo track names can mean nothing but every single one mm -hmm. of these tracks titles has a purpose yep um, um go ahead oh a synchronized um that's that was beautiful yeah. uh you go ahead <laughs> yes. track track two 24 hour drive through yeah 24 hour drive through and i didn't get into too deep into this track because i when i was listening to it it really struck me that your two picks this month are are they're interesting because this type of song structures structure is exactly what I wanted from the Menzingers two weeks ago, where they, they have a really good base of like rock, but they just don't, they didn't switch it up enough for me to really cap, keep my attention like for a full album. Uh, whereas origami angel does exactly that they do. It's like, it's like, you knew what I was going to say about the Menzingers, So you gave me exactly what I wanted with your next pick. <laughs> so, uh, it, you know, it's like, it's if fun, if like the band fun was more punk rock, that's kind of the sound that they have. I mean, that's not, that's unfair to origami angel because I think they're better than fun in a lot of ways, but that's just kind of the overall like tonality of how they sound, but their lead singer and the way they do super big tracks. Um, yeah, I love harmonized vocals. I love timing switches. I love loud rock, and this has all of that. So it's just a, it's a cool, it's a great second track. It really kind of carries over the momentum from the first. Yeah, it it definitely is the best track on the album. Ooh, I, bold. Uh, I don't know. It's it's one of them, but like to get a hit a hit track, I think it's one of their more popular songs on on Spotify. Yeah. To get that quick transition immediately on the album is is a really it, it shows that he's thinking about what you're going to hear like this is what you want to hear in track two because it keeps the momentum you had from the last song the last song was so big but like to get like a an immediately like a i don't know like pick up the tempo a little bit you know what mm -hmm. you know like it, it's kind of like when you go to a concert it's like the first song is like letting everyone know, hey, we're on stage. And then the next one's like, we're going to pick it up a little bit. Um, yeah. It, it rocks out in its intro. And it's a song about like knowing your friend just needs out of the house. And this is like the most Midwest thing ever. Uh, just going on a late night drive. It doesn't matter if it's raining, um, but just going on a late night drive to go get some food because you know that like they're sad and they don't want to be home alone. And that's like, this is the kind of friend you want. And this is the kind of friend you need when you're down. So I mm. just the, everything about the song is like really uplifting, and uh, where you said it kind of sounds like fun, I think they sound like Motion City soundtrack uh, because sure. Motion City soundtrack has like that frenetic energy and kind of like almost spastic at times. Um, that is until one one thirteen when uh, the lead singer Ryland shows why why they're in their own stratosphere in terms of guitar, in terms of lyrical content, like that guitar and drum synchronization synchronization i'm going to talk about it a lot it's just why people love gami gang they are ryland and pat are just so in sync that like 
It's a two-man band. So yeah. if you only got two people, if they're perfectly in sync, that's that's enough. It, it, there's no empty space. Um, but I just love the the way the song like after the first chorus, it, he says, it'll be okay. And then the guitars come in and someone's like, okay, okay. And the drums come yeah. in and the guitar comes in. It's just like, it feels like almost free form at times. And that's, there's so much to love about Gami Gang, but this song is a great representation of why people love them. Yeah. And, and to your point, like anytime something is, is as tight as this sounds is, is impressive. I mean, we talked about it a lot with like Gojira and stuff, like how every single person in that band is so in sync that it just elevates the product to a different level. I mean, clearly bands are going to be in sync if they're getting, if, you know, if we're talking about them, right. Yeah. So, so, you know, um, but there's just another level of fine tuning to being in sync that just really elevates us, elevates certain bands to become just that much more listenable. It, it, it makes it, you really feel like they care about what they're playing and it's not just, you know, two, three, four different people playing their individual parts They're They are a collective They're They're kind of a high find. And I think that's something that's really, uh, really great about this band specifically. It, it's something like that always stands out. Yeah, and you, you assume that is something that can only be captured by a band that's in the studio with a great producer. Like mm-hmm. these guys made this album themselves. You know, yeah, it was put out by a really small record label. Um, and you know, you can go on YouTube and watch the guy that like, um, produced the album and how he edited the songs together. It's really cool, but at the same time, like. This isn't a multi-million dollar project. This is two guys and a producer just throwing it, not throwing it together, but like putting it together. And that that should be a testament to how professionalism is just, you know, how serious you take it and not the money you have backing it. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so track three, 666 Flags. Um, we get some Midwestern emo guitars to intro, and I know that's going to make yep. Kevin's heart happy because he's been wanting yep. them. Um, I love noodling, so. <laughs> and this song also has frenetic pace to it, and we yeah. get two verses in 42 seconds. That's got to be some kind of record, because he cruises through the first verse, and um, I like how the two verses play off of each other. Um, it, to- it tells a very quick story of just, like, one verse shows all his confidence. We're going to build a Gami Gang theme park. Uh, it's going to be sponsored by NASCAR in his backyard. All this, like, crazy shit. And then the second one is like, uh, I'm just Googling how much it's going to take for people to not fucking hate me. And like, it's just like the duality of man. Like that's, I feel that on such a personal level because like I'm either high or I'm very low and it's hard to like have an in between. And this song kind of grapples with that of just like trying to find your middle ground, even though you can't, um, there's like I think he mentions like microscopic moments that get him through the war and peace in his head, and I was like, "Damn, I shouldn't have looked this deep into this song because I love this song, and now it hits hard." Um, and there's a rock, and I think I've mentioned this before. Is like sometimes it feels like they've said all they need to say very quickly, almost like someone that talks too fast, and they're like, "Okay, I'm just gonna shut up." And they when they say all they need to say very quickly, they just rock out for the rest of the song. And this song does that. And I (laughs) fucking love that. It's like, Oh, I overshared again. Here's a guitar solo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it just shows their chemistry between uh, Ryland's guitar and Pat's drumming again. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned the, the noodling right up top. Uh, so, and I, you know, I love, I love cool guitar work, even if it's just something here and there they do. I mean, it's constant throughout this entire album and really their entire like body of work. They just, um, you said, what'd you say? His name was Ryland. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He just, I think he just likes, he's like, ah, oh, this, let me, my fingers are here. Let me play a little quick little solo. Um, and that's really cool to me. It's kind of like what we talked about with Twerp last week. It's just those little hits of spice that make things more interesting. Um, but yeah, no, this feels like somebody threw you on a roller coaster in media race. Like you're in the most exciting part. You're, it's like you're in the middle of the beast right before you go through that tunnel. That's where the song starts. It's like all of a sudden you're transported to the front row of the most exciting part of a roller coaster. And I love that. I love being just kind of dropped into shit and like, yeah, yeah. You're listening to this now. Sorry. <laughs> uh, like, and you don't even really get a second to catch your breath until about the minute mark when it slows down a little bit and they're kind of like summing up their thoughts. And then you like, again, it, like you said, it just like they ran out of shit to say and they're like, well, okay, let's just be really fucking spastic for the last minute, like minute or so of this song. And it's really cool. Like musical whiplash like this is really, really cool if it's done well. Um, and I think that's where a lot of like hardcore bands falter for me is that they just they basically just punch you in the face without any sort of like rhyme or reason to it. Uh, but this is this is thought out and this is uh, this is well done because it gives you time to kind of rest and appreciate the whiplash. It's it's like it was OK let's, to stick with the King's Island theme. It's like riding the beast which is an awesome ride versus riding the vortex towards the end where it just beat the shit out of you and you didn't enjoy any second of it yes. you know that the vortex is like a lot of hardcore bands and then the beast is is a work on the angel <laughs> uh it's just it's it's beating you up in the right ways essentially yeah so it's like a great dominatrix versus a, uh one that just wants to kick you in the balls <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to take it there. <laughs> it's been a while since I've mentioned BDSM on the podcast, so it's uh, it's it's um I'm it's high time that I brought it back. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I love this track, and uh, yeah, again, it just really leads right into another great track, which is Doctor Hoomst. Um, Doctor Hoomst, indeed. I, I love that tra- that that uh, that track title, and this is my favorite track on the album. It just does everything that they that I like from this band, and it takes it to another level. Uh, and you know, I wrote this is what a punk album should be. You don't get to catch your breath. We have shit to say, and we only have thirty minutes, so strap in. Um, I think, and I think what really elevates this song for me is the pre-chorus, chorus, and then the post-chorus. Everything about it is great. Uh, it's just great songwriting. The soaring vocals to start it. Uh, the the kind of culmination of it where he's like every single goddamn thing. And then it goes right into that really heavy chug to kind of take you out of the chorus. It's just, it's really, really fucking good. It's like an entire song in a chorus structure. It's a beginning, middle and end. And it's just, it's really, really fucking good. And I couldn't, I was, I was hesitant to say it was my favorite track because I still had a lot of the album left to go, but this is, nothing gets better than this on this on this album to me it's just really really great and then the second time they come back to the chorus to close out the song we even get like a halftime breakdown of that chug and that shit really tickled the metalhead in me and i was like fuck yes this is pure rock fury and i love it 
yeah, this is like, um, I feel like this song tried to embrace all the things that he enjoyed. Um, because this is like a feel good song. This is when you're having a good day. I think he says, I feel as good as I used to feel when I watched Danny Phantom and eating Happy Meals. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone knows exactly what he's talking about. Like, Saturday morning television and feeling like a kid with no worries. Um, and anyone that's dealt with, like, self-loathing, depression, anything like that, when you feel like you're having a good day or you're, you're in a better place, this is a song that's like, hey, it's good to celebrate those days when you feel that good. Um, yeah, I, I had the same thing about every single goddamn day and there's like a soul cleansing instrumental break with some like ooh 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 and like i don't know i don't know how long they think about this kind of stuff but if it just pours out of them i love it either way um but there's some really good layered vocals in those oohs and like all the instrumental breaks have really good um instrumentation and we get the chorus back one more time just to remind us. I think I'm starting to like myself. Uh, that was just such a, a fun thing to be able to yell in the car. And the the halftime step down to finish a song is like, hey, you know what? You know what else I love? I love Danny Phantom, but I also love like breakdowns and halftimes. And like, I love it all. And this is just feel good. Let's rock out song. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. Any way you, anytime you end a song with a halftime breakdown, I'm gonna love it. I mean, going back to Domination by Pantera, it's like it, it fucking slows it down and then just kind of fades out. It's like fuck yes, that's so fucking metal, dude. I love shit like that. I and think because ha- it just yeah, I think they halftime it and then halftime the halftime at one. Point. <laughs> yeah, it's so good, dude. I don't know why. I I I think it because it feels like you're trudging through like waist high mud, but it's like, it feels really badass Cause you're like powering through it's mm-hmm. fucking, I don't know. There's something about like just a good solid breakdown that I love. Cause it's just raw power. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Be- beautiful song. I'm glad that's your favorite because it, it, it yeah. is a, a great one. Uh, yeah. You'll love the music video too. I think that's the one I reference. It's basically a Rick and Morty episode. Yeah. Okay. I'll take um, a look at it. <laughs> um, so track number five, Say Less. Um, after that feel good song, we get the Fuck the Haters song. And this is probably the one of the more straightforward song structures we get from, from Origami Angel. Um, but it still has great timing for the guitars. I love the the way the guitars accentuate what he's saying. And you can tell he's the guitarist with the singing because it's almost like playing along with what he's saying like the guitar is saying what he's saying um and it's really fucking impressive because he does it in almost all of his songs yeah you have to know your way around a guitar to be able to do that right it's really hard to sing and play guitar i've tried it before it's i can't do it i'm not i don't have that kind of coordination so uh yeah no this is this a palate cleanser yes but also no um the the syncopated guitar is enough of a challenge to keep it from like clearing your palate completely uh but that's kind of punk rock right it's dirty like you're gonna try to cleanse your palate with a uh, with a beer that has a cigarette butt in the bottom of it that's that's it's kind of what a punk rock uh palate cleanser is so um it's definitely the lightest track so far um so i still count it as a palate cleanser uh, it's it's a good spot for one as well um and it feel and it feel there's a ton of really heavy distortion in the song, so it feel I, I really just ruminated on whether this was a palate cleanser or not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was taking my notes. Um, but yeah, no, it feels weird to call a song 
with this much distortion palette cleanser, but it is, I swear, because that's what it did for me. So like I said, it, it, we're getting out of like the super proggy stuff. We're kind of transitioning to more of like a straight punk rock for the back half of the album, which as we'll see, kind of let me down a little bit. It's not that I didn't like it, but I really enjoy the, I mean, that's just my taste, right? I, I enjoy more stuff that takes more risks and we're getting more into like a more straightforward song formula from here to the rest, through the rest of the album. So uh, yeah, great song, good palette cleanser, quote unquote. Um, and that leads right into escape road. Um, and is this, is this a Pokemon reference? I couldn't hear any Pokemon references in the song, but there's an escape rope in Pokemon. The, these so, boys love Pokemon, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I, I'm sure it is. Um, and again, this is this song for me. We always have one or two on an album. It kind of I call it deep cut syndrome, where it's kind of just in the middle of an album. It's probably not going to be a single. Um, and I actually, when I was listening to it this morning, I paused this for like 20 minutes um, to, and came back to it just to see if my if I was just you know, tired of listening to an album at this point and not my, not my opinion didn't change much on it. It's just, it's really good and straightforward. It's okay. Um, but yeah, I think I paused it because I saw the decision of Roe v. Wade came through and that kind of fucked my whole morning up. So, um, but yeah, no, I came back to it after ruminating on what that, that means. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's not, it's not bad. It's just, it's, again, it suffers from deep cut syndrome for me. Yeah. I feel the opposite. I feel like last song was our like, Hey, if you need to go take a bathroom break and take a drink of water, do so now because sure. we're going back in. And I really like the, uh, guitar intro riff, um, that, starts this song because i think about it all the time and i i think this song just has like a sing-along quality the like so go and then like the those are hammer-ons right he's like (laughs) (laughs) sure Um, i'd have to listen to it again to confirm that but yeah probably but like you know i don't know how many there are how many hammer-ons are used in in pop punk but gami gang has taken those numbers and grown them exponentially and I think this the guitar work in this song is what really stands out for me. Um, and I think this song is so short that like it might have faults, but it just so quickly transitions into title track that um, yeah. I just think of them as this, as one song. Um, and these songs are played together without stopping live, which I sent you a video of, and I love yeah. that because that's how you want to hear it anyway. Um, yeah which we'll just get right into title track, which is track yeah. seven. Um, it's a clever move to call it a uh, title track instead of somewhere city, because he calls it some, he says somewhere city a bunch of times in this song. Um, when he says like anything at all, and he's like perfectly strumming the guitar to it. I was like, Oh dude, I, th- this guy, this guy just knows exactly what to do to like tickle my fancy. Um, it's just one of my favorite sounds ever to be able to do that. And then we get some chuggas, which I know is really going to make you happy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that Pat kills uh, the drums in this song. I feel like this is the first song he really stands out and it's just like perfectly placed snare hits and he doesn't overplay. He just like perfectly, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like sometimes pop punk can either like be show how bad a drummer can be with a good guitarist or like, if he's perfectly playing along 
and it's almost like in jazz where the drummer's just you know keeping time and also like getting his moments in um but the lyrics in the song prove uh that what i thought earlier was with uh somewhere city was exactly correct you know somewhere city is wherever you want it to be mm-hmm. yeah no i this is exactly what i meant what i wanted from the last song where it felt like they were not switching up the formula enough but this kind of this switches it up completely so this is a good kind of mid-album track for me um it's got it almost like beachy vibes to it with the way it's very staccato and i really kind of enjoyed that it was it was something i hadn't heard yet on the album and really haven't heard from a whole lot of like punk outfits you know it's it's not it's not it's not a beach boy song by any means but it has that same kind of general vibe to it and uh you fuck the song title though because it's it's made to make people like you and me look stupid (laughs) you say oh next is the title track right yeah (laughs) so it sounds like we're not saying the name of the track but we are i promise it's it's actually called the title track it's not it's just not called somewhere city um again i I don't i I also think he's kind of like you and me where he's like if i can make an easy decision i'm gonna make it way more difficult I mean, yeah, hundred percent. Their next album was supposed to be self-titled, but instead he called it Gami Gang because that's what his the fans of Origami Angel call themselves. So they're like, yeah. oh, instead of doing a self-titled, we'll do Gami Gang, and it'll be our yeah, self-titled. I, I mean, I like it. I don't get me wrong. I think it's a good joke, but it's also like, <laughs> it's like fuck anybody who wants to talk about this track, because <laughs> um, it's, it's like it's basically the who's on first joke, yeah. essentially, um, which I, I appreciate. I, I like stupid humor like that so i'm i'm all about it um is is this my song i've already lost uh no, yes you, it is it is is it you 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 do track eight which is skeleton key yeah okay that's what i was asking okay. i don't yeah t- title track is cool i liked it it was it had that, that that switch up i was looking for so moving on to skeleton key um it's a mid little it's a mid-tempo track it doesn't really grab me a whole lot um it's fine but it doesn't really feel near as creative as as the rest of the album to me i think i was kind of i don't know i just wanted more of what i got at the beginning of the album and i think that's what i was i was starting to crave that at this point and we get it with the next the last two tracks but again i just feel like this was just a little too down the middle for me like the last couple like two of the last three tracks were just very straight down the middle for me at least for my ear um my 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 last my last note on this song is because i don't like it dylan is certainly gonna love it (laughs) see i don't know i i like the woo obviously the yeah the woo is good yeah um i i i mean i kind of agree it is kind of a straightforward song as as much as they can be um but much like what we said about the Menzingers a few weeks ago, I felt like this song was like, hey, I'm going to confess my um, my feelings to this person and tell them how much they really mean to me. So I'm going to like take all the fluff out. I'm going to take all the weird guitar riffs and, you know, I'm going to just be as straightforward as I can be. Like, hey, you're my skeleton key. You have the key to every chamber and every door inside of me. And like, I don't know without like being overly sentimental, he still was able to like make it super romantic. So I, I appreciated that. 
Yeah, sure. It's not, I, it's I do not like, a song that I'm like, hey, I want to listen to Origami Angel. Let's throw on Skeleton Key. But in the concept, yeah. in the in the context of an album, I thought it was fun. Yeah, yeah, and I totally get that. It's like I'm not I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to dog on this song. It's just not you know. It's it wasn't it's not like you said it's not a song you're going to show your friends to get them into Origami Angel. It's it's a good track. It's I like I really like the line "You're my skeleton key." I think that's a cool sentiment and a good metaphor. Um, but yeah, it's just you know, I, you know, I, I like the sound from the beginning of the album. Yeah, better. That's yeah. all. <laughs> it's not a bad track. It's just it's just not you know. It's not what it is. It's not what I wanted, essentially. Yeah. So. Um, let's just do track nine, eh? Find your throne. Yeah. Um, in my humble opinion, this is the most skippable track on the album. Um, but it's still not a bad one at all. It for the album's flow, it fits perfectly. Um, it almost feels like a song about gassing up your friend that really needs to hear it, telling them that you know you're never gonna be alone. You're a you're a fucking king. And you just need to find your throne. And like, like that's that's some uplifting shit. And like, if you're feeling alone and like you need a friend, fucking this album is there for you, dude. Um, but it, it begs the question: Is he talking to a friend or himself? It doesn't matter. I love the theme of never feeling alone and finding ways to do so. Because you know, I moved out to the middle of nowhere, and there's some days that I really struggle with, like damn, I really do not have anyone near me. I'm feeling fucking alone. And <laughs> it's it's kind of cool to have music like this to be like not getting down in the grime. It's like, hey, you're all right. You're 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 the goddamn king of the universe, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, and I totally get that. Um, to me, like, again, this I think this album more than anything kind of has illuminated how differently you and I kind of listen to music and where I just, I just strictly almost listen to how it sounds and how it feels. And you, you're very much a lyrics guy. Um, but yeah, no, this, this to me feels like 2003 and I love it. You know, it's, it's like, I, I called it a lit track. It's not, it doesn't sound like lit, but Jesus. it has that same kind of, it sounds like <laughs> it sounds kind of this, it's in that same kind of vein where it was very kind of, it would have been a very radio friendly track when I was in high school, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, it's cool. It's, it's not my favorite track on the album, but it reminded me of white belts and overly spiked hair. And maybe that's because we watched 200 miles per hour last night. And that, that was the, that aesthetic was fresh in my mind, yeah. but it got this, this song would have fit perfectly on that soundtrack too. I think, uh, it, it made me smile. And that's really all I really care about with, with music is that it makes me feel something. And if it makes me smile, that's good. So, yeah. uh, yeah. Uh, cool you know uplifting song for your friends that you know reminds you of lit what, what more can you ask for <laughs> no, i can't ask for anything more uh so let's get into the um the last track here the air up there or the air up here excuse me uh so like I've kind of hinted at already, the back half of this album was not a letdown for me, but I just, I was missing kind of the, the wild entropy of the beginning, like the first four or five tracks of the album. <laughs> Excuse me. That was a weird inhale. <laughs> <laughs> Took my breath away. Um, <laughs> uh, that being said, this is a good closer. Like the whole vibe is very, very big and, it, and, and final. It, there, there's, there's a finality to the way this song is constructed uh, and that's hard to explain without listening to it and kind of explaining what I mean by that. But it just feels like a big cloud 
of finality. I don't really know. No, I don't I, know how to... I 100% get what you mean. Like from the second that opening guitar riff opens, you're like, oh, this is the last track. It's like, yeah, dun, 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 dun. it's almost like they're they're laying it all out there. Yeah, it feels like a set closer, and I, I mean, it probably and it probably was before you know before they came out with uh, Gami Gang. So, you know, and this this it, this did prove my theory about the beginning of the and the end of the album lining up. And it's it's a it, there's no even awkwardness. It's like they're one continuous track. And we've talked about being lazy listeners before, where we don't really get up and change the album. This rewards people like us because it just starts the album right back over. And it's it's so it's so cool to have an artist think about album construction that way. And that that alone makes this one of my favorite albums I've listened to in a long time. Just the fact that they took the time to think about we're going to force our listeners to listen to the album again because the first track just blends seamlessly into the last track. And I you know, I love the Chekhov's gun aspect of it where they say the 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 last track at the end of the first track and they they deliver on it that's i mean that's the oldest it's one of the oldest storytelling tricks in the book you know if you you see a gun in act one you got to use it by act three and they do that perfectly here uh it's just really really cool and it made me so so happy that they didn't waste the opportunity that they set up for themselves yeah they they do a lot of really fun things it's their first album um, but also to reprise all their songs throughout was really cool. Um, yeah, you get like a little mini first verse and then the rest of the song is kind of just like reviewing the entire album. Um, and the first verse is kind of just letting us know that he's finally in steady footing and he has to leave some things behind. Um, so he will never get as low as he was. And that's part of growing up. And I thought it was like, a really mature thing because I mean these guys are young and that was kind of our criticism of jail socks it's like it just feels like these guys are kind of young I think this guy is just way more mature for his age than than most people in the punk rock world um but we start getting reprisals of all the songs throughout the album which I love for a last track I love when bands do this um especially one with like so many heavy themes and you kind of like hear it and you're like oh like yeah, we have been talking about all this stuff. And it's almost like your mind like spinning out of control because they are like layered and layered and layered and all these it feels like like thoughts swirling through your head like layered simultaneously and the guitars are going a, a million miles an hour and the drums like building momentum and uh it breaks and he says the city never lets me down. And it's just like when you like feel like it's like a totem in uh inception. And you're like I got my totem. The city never lets me down, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was just a, a really great way to end the album. And then, yeah, it kind of peacefully settles back into where we were in the beginning. So it's like, I might've learned my lesson, but I'm probably going to repeat this process a thousand times. Yep. And I like to think that it's all these thoughts that you can have in a 30 minute span is this entire album. Cause that's how long it is. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it's a beautiful last track, and the guitars ra- remind me of American Football, which is like an emo staple from 1999. So yeah, uh, let's just do closing thoughts real quick. I mean, we've we usually by the time we get to closing thoughts, we've talked about everything we want to. But well, hold on real quick because I have to I have to call this out. So there's American Football, 
there's modern baseball, right? Modern baseball is definitely a play on American football. Yeah, but isn't there another band that has like baseball or football in their name that's also a punk band? Probably. There I don't was, know. I just always there was a band called Major League for a while. Maybe that's what it was. But I was like, I, I just noticed that over the over the time we've been talking about like kind of your realm of music, I was like, wait a second, how many bands <laughs> just to say an adjective before a an American sport? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Modern baseball was not the most clever name. In American football, for the longest time, they had one album that they put out like yeah. 20-something years ago. So it was basically a garage band that yeah. became an emo staple. But I mean, I, I've listened to them both, and I kind of like them both. So mm-hmm. <laughs> good on them for coming up with names that I remember. So <laughs> Even if they're like, God, that's stupid. Like Motion City Soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. I, someone put it as their um, MySpace profile before I knew the band. And I was like, what the fuck? Why would they put like a movie soundtrack as their s- song on their MySpace? Right. And right. then I listened to it. I was like, oh, that's the name of the band. That's. Yeah, there was a there was a documentary Corn did way back in the day for their all uh, Family Values tour, and I think uh, Head was like, "Yeah, Corn's a stupid name, but we made it cool." So, I think it's yeah. I think that that's always held true to me. Like band names mean nothing until you make it cool. So I think that's that's it's a cool sentiment. Yeah. There, anyway, there, awesome. no, there is a, a TikTok that was like band names that are stupid or cool, and then he goes through and he's like, pretty much all these are just stupid. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. all dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, closing thoughts. Yes. Uh, for me, uh, I like it. Uh, it. Again, I think it's this album suffered from me having listened to Gami Gang first because I just really wanted more, more of the frenetic energy that's throughout that entire double album. Uh, but it's good. It, I think for a debut album, having this much of their established identity already showing up in a first album, and they're still really young. It's a two-piece. That's really impressive. I mean, to get such the big sounds that they do from two people is, I mean, that's that's incredible in and of itself. So they're really cool, man. I, I you were worried all week about what I thought about this, and which is which is funny to me. Because I don't normally give a whole lot of thoughts throughout the week, <laughs> yeah. So I can I can tell when you are really really excited to talk about an album because you're like, oh, well, what'd you think? What'd you think? I'm super scared. I'm like, don't worry about it, dude. I it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Well, it's just I don't know. Like this band has been really the mo- It's changed the way I listen to punk rock music because it's hard to go back and listen to stuff from the early 2000s when it's like this exists now like this has ruined other pop punk for me like they break every mold it just feels like they are what i've always wanted out of like punk rock music and punk rock's kind of satiated that that taste i've had but this is like exactly what i've wanted and uh yeah this album is a great example of why we love gami gang and why i was so tempted to do a double album which like goes against our whole idea of of how we feel about long albums and stuff like that. So, well, I mean, to clarify, you were going to use both of your weeks to do both yeah, albums, which yeah. would, which would have been fine. Yeah, but I I don't know. There's too much music out in the world to to yeah. use two weeks on an album. So, um, yeah, it, this album I it grew my appreciation for it because I was more of a Gami Gang guy, but listening to this, I found some some moments and this this album is a lot deeper than I thought it was once I started digging a little bit more and 
I've kind of just used it as an excuse to like d- dig into the lyrics more because up until this week, I knew the lyrics to 24 hour drive through and that was about it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, let's get into songs of the show. Um, let's, I'll, I'll get into Ben's real quick because Ben didn't send an email. His, yeah, I'll pull up Louise. um, honorary fourth member who's been recently demoted, <laughs> uh, Ben says musician by Porter Robinson. I feel like Porter Robinson comes up quite a bit on our show. Um, I mean, something we should consider maybe doing an album for. Yeah, someday. his last album was really good. Um, but yeah, that was a cool pick. Yeah, Porter's really cool. Um, he took a long hiatus to kind of find himself and to like really enjoy music again. And that really comes through in a lot of his newer stuff. It's just, it's really happy. It's really uplifting. And uh, it's it's very different from a lot of the EDM scene currently where it's more, it's it's more pop accessible, but it's it's still kind of very much in the scene, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, and Ben's up at Electric Forest right now, so he's going to see Porter Robinson twice this weekend. I think he plays tomorrow and closes out on Sunday. So, uh, I'm sure Ben's in hog heaven. That's why he picked this track because he gets to see Porter twice this weekend. Um, did he send you the uh, the Snapchat videos from? I, I saw him on a story, but he didn't send them to uh, me. Yeah. Yeah, it was the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> so it, I mean, it's a it's a cool it's a, a sick venue. If you don't if you never looked at pictures from Electric Forest, it's really cool. Um, but yeah, so just my two cents on Porter there. Uh, we'll get into Louis's pick. Uh, he titled his email "They're Back." Well, well, well. The universe has blessed my ears with fresh Megadeth just in time to send this email. So my song of the show is Megadeth's new track. We'll be back. Uh, Mega Dave is gunning for the Grammy number two, and not even cancer could stop him. The gang is in top form. Kiko and Dave trading off solos, and that outro riff are just perfect. It's fast and furious, and the perfect combo of old and new Megadeth. Yeah, it, it rocks. I didn't have a chance to listen to it last night. Uh, as Dylan will tell you, I was dog ass tired based on the fact that I woke up at. 12:47 a.m. and thought it was 12:47 p.m. and we were scheduled to record at 11 a.m. and I was like, "Dude, I'm so sorry. I slept. I slept way too late. I'm two hours late for recording." And then I realized, "Oh shit! No, I've only been asleep for like two hours." <laughs> and I went back to sleep. Um, yeah, that's some so good was, hard sleep right there. Yeah, I was dog ass tired, so I didn't have a chance to listen to. Um, I mean, I did have a chance, but I also watched 200 Miles Per Hour last night. Um, so I didn't have a chance to listen to yours or Louis' song as the show this week. Um, but I'm sure it's good. I love Megadeth. I, I mean, Megadeth is the anti-Metallica, and sometimes that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, I'll, you want me to do mine? Sure. Okay. So mine was something that I just randomly found on my Discover Weekly yesterday as i realized i hadn't picked a song of the show yet and uh i saw a band called bird problems and i'm like okay that's a cool band name and their album art was like a psychedelic pigeon for this for this single and the the song name is pigeon superstitions and it's when i played it i was like all right yes this is immediately awesome just heavy heavy super good almost fake sounding bass tone uh it's a weird metal like track 
kind of in the vein of like polyphia or something like that it's not as good as that it's it's really not that good of a track but it sounded cool and yeah. I, again I, I like i like the name of the band and the name of the song so there's nothing like finding a random song that is just kind of bizarre and catches you yeah. off guard but yeah i i liked the the name and the name of the band like all of it mm-hmm. was just like What's this guy's obsession with birds? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's 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 it was very much me trying to pick out a beer I haven't tried. Like, oh, this label's cool. I'll try yeah. that. It's exactly what this was. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was like asking what kind of craft beer you have on tap at a yeah. at an <laughs> yeah. Applebee's. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> what IPAs Applebee's. do you guys have at Applebee's? No. And they're like, um. We've got Stella. That's as, yeah, <laughs> that's as fancy as we go. We got some Stella that hasn't been poured in three years. Um, all right. So my song of the show is Heavy Eyes by Zach Bryan. Um, he is another country artist that is kind of in the – he's a lot more popular than like Tyler Childers, but he's he's got that like soul that you want out of country music. And this is a song that like – just reminiscing on the dumb shit you did and just like driving around with your buddies. So it's a really fun song and he's got a 30 album or a 30 song album that he just put out. And I put it on rotation the other day and I just let it play while I was outside and it's okay. But like, holy shit, dude, 30 songs. You watch your mind. Yeah. That's, that's so self-indulgent. I almost hate him for it. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, dude. Hey. Nobody wants to listen to 30 song albums. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. You're I feel like you're taking out frustration on the Beatles on Zach Bryan. No, I that if anybody put out a 30 track album, we'd be like, fuck you. Go masturbate by yourself. Oh, so if, you, a- so if you put out a part one and a part two like Justin Timberlake, it'd be okay. No, because I don't like the second half of Future Sex or whatever the fuck that album was uh, called. I don't remember. I don't like this. This the second part isn't as good as the first, and there's a reason because just do something different. It's fucking it drives me nuts. I didn't mean to get you so so in a tizzy before we before no, we left. Well, it's okay. I just I think there there's there's self indulgence and there's which is fine and by degrees but once you take it to a point where it's like certainly people want to listen to me for 30 tracks get the fuck out of here nobody you're not that good (laughs) nobody nobody is that good get the fuck out of here hey man we've done like 90 review podcasts so i mean are we any different yeah but i mean yes we are (laughs) (laughs) because we're not releasing 40 episodes a week yeah that's true <laughs> nobody wants to listen to us that much in a week i think that nobody wants to listen to us once a week yeah <laughs> so, the proof's so, the pudding. um yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh so to talk about what we're doing next week uh we're getting back into playlists uh we're gonna do another month of playlists um next week we've kind of already got our our uh our idea it's gonna be dual threat artists who are both actors and musicians, which opens it up to a lot of fun, different artists. Um, we're going to be active on social media and uh, putting it out there to see what you guys think. Uh, we'd love contribution. It's been a while since we've done a playlist, so we're really excited to hear what you guys have to say. If you have ideas on what you want to hear uh, for playlists, um, this uh, dual 
musician is actually a uh, a suggestion from one of our friends. So we love those, mm-hmm. and uh, it gets us thinking in different ways because you know we we have our own sh- strict way of thinking sometimes, and it's nice to get out of that bubble. Like my wife has an idea of us doing only show tunes for a playlist. Um, so uh, we're really open yeah. to ideas. I don't know if you want to expound on that or not. No, not really. I mean, like I said, it's a, it's a cool suggestion. Thanks, Aaron, for suggesting it. Um, yeah, and like I said, like well, like you said, we we kind of like to rehash stuff, and we have stuff that we like to talk about. So, having people that want to hear our opinions on what they want to hear is is always interesting because that's that's again I say it all the time, but that's the conceit of this podcast is to listen to new shit and see if we like it or not. Yeah. Um, so if you guys want to follow us on Instagram at off the beaten cliff, that's where we post the most, that's where we get the most, um, fan interaction and stuff like that. So, um, be on the lookout for there. If you want to contribute and let us know what your dual musician is and what song, um, if you want to check out our Twitter, it's at off cliff and, uh, we love emails off the beaten cliff at gmail.com. It's Mm -hmm. proof in the pudding that, uh, I've said that twice in like two minutes. Um, (laughs) Ben and Louie email us both pretty consistently and they've become members of the show. So yeah, uh, that's, that's a, all it takes. <laughs> uh, we just accepted it over time and you know, it's hard to remember a time when Louie wasn't like someone I talked to weekly, but yeah, here we are. Yeah. I mean, we all, all four of us talk daily, so <laughs> pretty much. So yeah. And all it takes is just showing even just a slight bit of interest. It's like, it's like me with a woman. You sow even the slightest bit of interest in me, I'm going to fall in love with you. So, <laughs> uh, uh, Well, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. Yep. Bye.